to find inspiration in everyday things? Want to find out that one quality that'll help you in any relationship? Do you ever ask yourself, do I have what it takes for success? Well, you're going to find the answers to these questions today from our celebrity guests. Find out who they are in just a sec. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. We know it. Hey guys, it's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Allie Cat. And we're singers, songwriters, and sisters on a mission to get you the best tips to help you go after your dreams. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it, sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're gonna have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. First up today, Melissa Etheridge. You know her from this song. And this one. Come to my window. Come inside. Wait by the light of the moon. And of course, this one. I wanna come over. To hell with the consequence. And so many others. Well, today you're gonna hear from Melissa where inspiration comes from and how you can bring more of it into your life. And you'll hear all about Melissa's latest album, The Medicine Show. And on this album, Melissa gets back to her roots. It's classic Melissa style. You're really going to love these new tracks. She also gives you a suggestion on how to stay in a creative state. We'll have to see what you guys think about that. Yeah, you're either going to nod your head in agreement or be like, hmm, I'm not quite so sure. (laughs) Okay, sisters, who's next? Well, then you're going to hear part two of our chat with Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. Today, Ryan's going to share the one skill that will help you in your relationships. It's kept them together as a band for over 20 years. And when Ryan talks about this one skill, he says it might sound ridiculous, but this is what it is. And you've probably heard about this one before, but it's good to be reminded. Rachel? Then it's music executive Tina Davis, who's going to share with you three secrets of success. She's worked with Chris Brown, Neo, and actually discovered this song. Go Tina! (laughs) So she knows what she's talking about. She's a judge on the BET network, The Next Big Thing. It's all about picking the next hip hop or rap star. So when she tells you what it takes, you better take notes and listen up. Yes, and her advice definitely applies if you're in music or the art scene, but you can also adapt this to whatever you're doing in life. Some grounded advice right here. Before we kick this show into high gear, Allie had a blonde moment this week, and I told her she has to share this with you. Okay, Allie. Okay. Well, last weekend, my kids and I made our way for a fun afternoon to the Humane Society to look at dogs. And we currently have a Maltese, but we're considering maybe a second dog. So we found this one little dog and she loved Clover. She kept like hugging her leg. Allie sent a video and this dog was absolutely bonkers for Clover. Hugging her, you know, that connection, you just see it. So we had registered to spend more time with the dog, but by the time we got to the front of the line, someone had adopted her. So we missed it. But anyway, later on in the weekend, I was having lunch with Dave's family with my in-laws and I was telling them all about this dog. And you know that moment when you like say a word and you're not 100% sure that you're saying it correctly, but it sounds pretty good to you, so you just keep going with it. 
So I was telling them the breed of this dog. And instead of saying Chihuahua, I kept saying Chihuahua. And in my head, I was like, that sounds a little weird, but I think that's how you say it. So I kept saying like, this Chihuahua was so adorable. And it kept, you know, hugging Clover's leg. And, you know, no one corrected me. And I didn't even think anything about it till later on. And I mentioned it to Dave again. And I said, was I saying that right? And he says, um, no, Allie, it's Chihuahua. And I was like, you mean you let me say Chihuahua to your family like six times and nobody told me anything? And he goes, and I don't even remember this, but he said, well, one time when we were dating, you said, don't correct me in front of other people. And he said, I remember these things. That came back to bite you. It did. <laughs> it was a chihuahua bite. So I, I said, well, Dave, I've completely changed my mind. Once you get married, you can correct me all you want. And if I'm saying chihuahua to your family like six times, please tell me it's chihuahua. <laughs> I love it. Well, we've got a chihuahua show for you today. Yeah, we have a lot of good things in store for you. We'll be right back around the corner with Melissa Etheridge. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, advanced comprehensive medical, surgical, and cosmetic dermatologic care. BraddockFinnegan.com. It's your weekend getaway, guys. You're hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. Glad you're here with us. Well, she sold more than 25 million albums. She has 15 Grammy nominations, two Grammys, and an Academy Award for Best Original Song. But Melissa Etheridge is more than her awards. She's a musical and activist force to be reckoned with. With the new album, The Medicine Show, available now, Melissa joins your weekend to share her passions. Welcome, welcome to the show, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> That's so fabulous. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I have to say, I've been listening to this album, and I love it. It's awesome. Yay. Good. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and we were just talking about your voice, just the passion in your voice and how you just bring lyrics to life. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, lyrics are something that since I was 10 years old, I've really been working on and trying to make them come to life, you know, and thank you. That's a, that's a great uh, So now, when you write, do you get yourself to the point of tears? Oh, I have before. Uh, I remember writing a song called Scarecrow about... Matthew Shepard back in the late 90s when I had written that one and there were some tears of that one and then what I wrote there's a song Tuesday morning about 9-11 about Mark Bingham at Flight 93 that one I remember crying in the shower trying to write the last chorus of that song (laughs) yeah so yeah so but you know but most of them no I'm just writing and enjoying myself (laughs) okay and now the medicine show this is your first studio album in a while so take us to the studio if we were there what would we observe about the recording of this album that maybe has been different from previous ones? Oh, first of all, you would love where you are because John Shanks, he was my guitar player in the 90s for uh, 10 years. And okay. I always say I discovered John Shanks at Madame Wong's in Hollywood, and I've known him forever. He's become you know big, huge, Grammy-winning producer. And he came to me and he told me, in 2016, he goes, I've got a studio now where he has taken a home and converted it into a studio. Okay. So first off, you would walk into this studio. It would blow your mind because it's got every kind of guitar you can imagine, every kind of keyboard. Wow. He's got it all. Yeah, the amplifiers are set up to where 
he can choose whichever one he wants. So for a musician, it's like heaven on earth. (laughs) Yes, it's heaven on earth. So that's the first thing you notice. Then you would notice how we are making real music. You know, this is drums, bass, guitar, vocals going down at once. And then I would overdub the vocals afterwards, but most of it was live. So it's just a real great feel. It captures it. Well, you know, you can tell with the feel and the vibe of the album that it is real. Uh, Which is rare today in the music business. Well, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, so... I pretty much was like, okay, I'm, I want to make sure this is anchored in the way that I've always loved making music and the in the music that people really have taken in of mine from right. the 90s. Let's really make sure these songs are solid and sing-alongable and people can take it into their lives like they did so many of my other songs. Hey, if you're just joining in, you're listening to Melissa Etheridge here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, a theme of this album is healing. So do you feel like yeah. you're at a point of healing in your life? Oh, I think that's all we do is heal. <laughs> I think uh, once I went through breast cancer about 15 years ago, uh-huh. I mean, it really brought to light how important health is, that that's really all, right. all we have. Uh-huh. And the things that go into health are, are you know, not only lifestyle stuff, you know, the food I eat, how much water I drink and sleep and stuff like that, but stress. Yes. And stress is a big umbrella for a lot of things, our, our thoughts that we're thinking about to ourselves and how we take care of ourselves. And I realize that, that if I want to be anything for anyone else, for my loved ones or for the, you know, my fans or the world, I got to be really good for myself. I got to start loving myself. So that was the healing. That's where this album really, it really shows after practicing my own self-love and healing, this is the kind of music that I, I'm making, yeah. Yeah, so what changes did you make to get yourself to this point? Oh, well, one, I, I definitely stopped eating, you know, Pop-Tarts and, <laughs> and soy lattes and things like that and, you know, power bars and started realizing that actually the earth gives us some amazing food that works perfectly with our bodies. Imagine that. Yeah. And, you know, started eating real food. And so I, I love this sort of farm to table. Uh, uh-huh. I can find more and more. It used to be there was only like four whole foods in the whole world. And yes. you know, now you know, there's one pretty close to everywhere. So, you know, there's that, there's making myself a priority, that there's nothing worth me losing sleep over, because sleep is incredibly important, mm-hmm. and, and the stress. Oh, yeah. No, you got to make sleep your priority. You got to say, I got to turn off. There's nothing I can do now. I got to turn this yeah. off. I got to go sleep. Mm-hmm. And then plant medicine. And when I say plant medicine, I mean herbs and stuff, but I also mean cannabis. Okay. Cannabis has really, really helped. And that really lot. helped you through Especially, your chemotherapy as well. Oh, it was, I, I don't know how anybody does it without it. It gave me an appetite. It kept my depression low. It kept the pain away. It made me comfortable. Yeah, I think cannabis should be available to everyone. Now, do you feel like you're a healer you're ah. fan, in your fans' lives at this point? Well, I think music heals. I think the way that people allow a song or entertainment or something that inspires their soul, I think, is very healing. And if it's my music that reaches that, then wonderful. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Now, the album Yes, I Am was your most successful album, and that's after you came out. So now, do you feel that at the point you were most able to be yourself, that you were honest with yourself and with others, that's when you had your biggest success? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. And I keep telling people that. I'm like, you don't understand. The more honest you are, the more clear your own channel of who you are is 
the more success, you know, whatever that looks like, that you are allowing yourself to have. And so that's why one of my things I always say is speak true, you know, find that truth and stick with it that there's nothing else as important as that. Got to take a quick break. More with Melissa Etheridge on the other side of the break. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Taking it a break with Wild and Lonely from her new album, The Medicine Show. And I feel so wild and lonely. Don't you want to save me? Don't you want to stone me? Hey, yeah. Well, Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's BraddockFinnegan.com. Be like Albert, Albert Einstein. Creativity is contagious. Pass it on. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Melissa Etheridge talking all about creativity and being yourself. Let's dive back in right now with Melissa. Many people, you know, hide from themselves in all kinds of ways. So people get scared. So what advice would you have? Speak to that for a moment. I would say... Don't ever get caught up in choices you made yesterday. That yesterday's gone. You can always start today. Today is a fine day to start. <laughs> and that start begins with kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. To really, before you can move forward with anything, you've got to get your own shame and guilt out of your own consciousness, your own body. You've got to look and go, okay, where is shame and guilt and blame holding me back? You know, what am I taking on that I don't need to take on anymore for anyone else? Mm -hmm. What do I think I have to hide? And that's the first baseline of health is getting rid of those things. Yeah, I love that. And now I've got a question about when you were, you know, going through the period after breast cancer and you were putting your health number one, did you have to change your work ethic, how did you keep doing what you and were doing? Creating. And creating, and I mean, I don't know if you were keeping crazy hours and all that sort of yeah. thing that a lot of artists do, but how did you still get the same amount of workload done, but yet put yourself and your health a priority? Yeah, it's, it's about your priorities, and my health was my priority, so uh-huh. it, nothing else mattered. I, I made sure that the food that I had surrounding me and everywhere you know, some green food in there. Water, I just make sure water is around me all the time. And the people that are my front line of like my work, like my tour manager and my managers, that they know that their priority is to make sure I get eight hours of sleep a night. So there's nothing, nothing that is scheduled that would jeopardize that. Gotcha. And, you know, that I three meals, three regular meals, that that food and sleep, rest and water, that those are priorities. Then let's see what work we can do. And you know what? The work that I would do, Mm -hmm. it was far better and far exceeded anything I I could do 
uh, not under those circumstances. Because you were keeping yourself healthy, so it would have felt better. Yeah. Yes. So now you're also touring with The Medicine Show. What is uh-huh. this tour like, and how has it been so far? Oh, it's been wonderful, because I, I really love the songs on this album. When I really looked and said, look, people come to see me, they want to hear their favorite song. They want right. to hear Come to My Window. They want to hear I'm the Only One. And so I said, I am grateful to have these hit songs that yes. people love to hear. So I am absolutely going to sing them every single time. Mm-hmm. So every show, you're going to hear your favorite songs, definitely. Then I'm grateful to have, you know, five or six hit songs. So thank you very much. Then I'm going to do some songs from the new album. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to dig into some album tracks that maybe you haven't heard from in a while and pull out a couple songs and, and do that. And so that's been my joy in this whole uh, concert. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're just tuning in, glad you're here. You're listening to Melissa Etheridge here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Do you have a favorite song off the new album? Oh, wow, that's a tough one. I think Wild and Lonely is probably a song I really enjoy yeah. playing. But I We were just I playing that before that, you called that, it. Uh, <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> Yay, good, good, good. So now Faded by Design is the first single. So talk a little bit about the concept of that song. Well, I live here in California where we have legalized the great medicinal plant of cannabis. Okay. And I have spoken about cannabis for the last 15 years and really hailed it medicinal use. Mm -hmm. And so Faded by Design is actually sort of a response to people going, what? What? She uses his medicine? And it's like, yes, yes, because in the hip-hop world, in in the cool world, faded is a, you know, is a word for being stoned. And in the apparel world, you, sometimes you get a, a tag on your pants, on your stonewashed jeans that say, you know, this uh, article has been faded by design. Yes, I said, oh, <laughs> That's I'm, too good. I, yeah, so I said, look at that. I'm faded by design. I'm meant to do this. I feel good. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. That's what that's about. Okay. I love that. That's and then good. what do you hope people take away from the album? Oh, I hope when it ends, they feel like they've been on an emotional journey that they are filled with hope and love, a feeling of purpose in the world, that these emotional states that we have are purposeful and that music can help them achieve that. And I just want them to feel better when they listen to it. You want them to heal. There you go. I do. I do. Yes. I I have one final question before you go. Okay, you get one too. (laughs) Okay. Um, How do you keep your creativity alive? Are there any exercises you go through before you write or what keeps your creative vibe alive? Huh. I wouldn't say there's any like exercises or certain things I follow, but since I started writing when I was very young. I was just a teenager when I really started writing. I have discovered over the years that what keeps me plugged in is understanding how to look for inspiration Mm. and where inspiration comes from. And and that's in spirit. That's how to be in spirit about something, how to be into that connection where Mm. something, whether it's Maybe something I'm looking at. Maybe it's something I've heard. Maybe it's a rhythm. Maybe it's a a thought. Maybe it's a phrase. Maybe it's a story. Maybe it's someone, something that happened. Maybe it's a color or just whatever it is that is moving me, that is placing me in spirit. Then I can take that, create it, bring it back into, you know, this reality through words and music and song. And as long as I can stay in that state myself then I can create Mm, I love that answer so how do you get how do you get in that state you have like 30 seconds (laughs) 
usually by being faded by design. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect place to end this. Melissa, thanks for your time. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hope I talk to you again. I love it. Same with us. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Bye-bye. Take some inspiration from Melissa Etheridge into your life this week. Especially love the reminder to be kind to yourself. Check out The Medicine Show, Melissa's new album. And stay right there, because when you come back, part two with Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. Hear all about the one thing they all have that's helped them keep their sanity. You have it too. Find out next here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You want to change me? Don't bother, because I can read the signs. Just rearrange me. Don't call the doctor. The cure is in my mind. Allie here with the Mulberry Lane Show. And did you know you can be a part of our free email list every week where you'll get more sister fun, links to archived radio shows, tips on creativity for your life, and real connection. All you have to do is text the word Mulberry to the number 22828, and then you enter in your email. So join the free Mulberry Lane email newsletter, and we'll land in your inbox once a week. Text the word Mulberry to 22828. Find the harmony right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Rachel, along with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Welcome back. Last week, you heard part one of our interview with Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. Coming up now, part two. You, of course, know Sister Hazel from their hit, All For You. Now, they've been called one of the 100 most influential independent performers of the last 15 years. They're a band that proves they know how to get along, put out great music, and keep it together. Let's get back right now. Ryan Newell, Sister Hazel. So now you guys have crossed over into country. Was that a conscious decision? Were things turning out more that way? Or have the genres changed so what you have always done is now more on the country side of things? Um, what you just said. Okay. If you put on a Sister Hazel record, it still sounds like us. Where do you put a band like us now on the radio? Everyone has to put things in a genre. So true. And it's funny because when we had to go down the rock radio route, Everyone said we sounded too country to be on rock radio. And then, you know, so you you fall in between the cracks. We don't know what to call ourselves. The business people, they have to sell it. So they need to find a genre for it. They said, you guys, your music fits more in what country's doing now than anything else. Right. So that's, that's how that happened. I think the main difference is we started writing with writers in Nashville. Okay. And you can't help but hear the influence of that. Uh Uh-huh. But as far as us, we're the same band. And then you guys made your debut on the Grand Ole Opry. So what was that like? Oh, it's incredible. You know, you always dream about playing the Opry. The first time we played it was actually at the Ryman, not the one in Opryland. No, I don't know if it was the very first one, but it, it was right up there. It's the classic, and we played that. And that's actually the stage where they cut the circle out of it and moved it to Opryland. So okay. there's a big circle in the Opryland stage that's the original stage. No, it's an honor. You walk around and you look at all the pictures of everyone that's played there. It makes you nervous. That is one of the few shows we actually feel we get nervous for. Wow. 
Yeah. Now, what's this about the uh, cats on the bus recently? Oh, gee. Our tour bus lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. We had two shows in Florida, so the bus drove from uh, Tennessee down to uh, Seaside, Florida, and it was like upper 90s all day, and then get on the bus again, we drive to Ocala, Florida, and it sounded like something was squeaking under the under the driver in the front of the bus. Now, the engines aren't on the front of tour buses, they're in the back. Okay. There's a little compartment in there. Long story short, we found out that it was six kittens, and their mother was a stray cat that lived in the bus parking area, and she put her babies on the bus, and they had been in there for two straight days. So luckily, the venue we were playing, one of the people there was a veterinarian. Oh, my gosh. She took them (laughs) just by chance, and she took them in and feeding them with syringes, and they're alive and healthy, and ironically or coincidentally however you want to look at it their mother got hit by a car Uh and passed away so it was almost a blessing that we found them or they found us and uh, we actually put it online to see if any of our sister halo fans wanted to adopt them so and did you adopt them all they all have homes yes wow (laughs) so your fans have big hearts too yes and you have some kittens who are now hazelnuts I know, and I'm not even a cat person, but I felt horrible for these kittens. Yeah, and they're I they're bet. really adorable. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're hearing from Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. On this show, you know, for our listeners, we like to encourage them to follow their creative passions. And a lot of times, as life goes on and you get busy with kids, we tend to ignore that and, you know, do more stuff for real life. So how have you guys managed to keep your creativity alive? And what advice would you have for people listening to stay in touch with that side of themselves? Well, as a band, we've always put family first. I think if we put the band first and we went out there and just stayed on the road, we'd do that for 25 years, I don't think we would be a band now. You have to keep yourself grounded with the things in life that are important, which is your family, your children, your relationships at home. So I think keeping a well-balanced life, I think it is conducive for being creative because you can get burnt out really quick and just give up because you miss your family so much or you get tired of being on the road. But I think when we go home, we recharge our batteries and then all of a sudden you feel creative again and you can go out and have that outlet as well. So I would uh-huh. say just keeping a good balance and focus on other things as well as your art. I love that. What do you write songs about anyway? You don't write songs about playing music. You write songs about living life. Right. You know? Yeah. So do, do all you guys live in Nashville now? No, we're all spread out. I okay. live in Northern Virginia. Drummer Mark lives in Atlanta. Ken and Andrew live in Gainesville, Florida, where we got our start. And our bass player, Jet, lives in South Florida, Palm Beach Garden. And then our management and everything is based out in Nashville. So we're all over the place. So then when you record, do you all get together in one place or do you just send stuff around and work on it where you're at we all get together we still want it to have like a live band feel so we get together usually in nashville record basic tracks and try to get as much done as and then if there's anything left over i have a studio in my house where i can do things ken and andrew can do vocals we've even done vocals in hotel rooms before yeah make it work basically and how many kids between all of you guys oh geez well, Ken has three, 
Andrew has three, Mark has two, Jet has two, and I have one. Okay, got it. Who would you say is the most business-oriented of you? Would it be all of you collectively, or is there one guy that's more like the business guy? I would say Mark is more business-inclined because he has more focus than than the rest of us in the band. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us have about an hour of business talk, and then we start falling Mark is tenacious. It's pretty rare that a band can stay together like you guys have for this long, still making music, still making really like cool, innovative business decisions. Does that surprise you if you were, you know, to be told in the beginning that this would be your career? Um, yes, because uh, we were really volatile at the beginning of our career. You know, like we were talking about earlier, we argued really about everything. I didn't see myself withstanding that for for much longer but then it got better and we're really good friends from the beginning and that's helped everything you know this sounds ridiculous but one of the most important things is our sense of humor you know we kind of laugh our way through things the good and the bad you know we share the same sense of humor and, and laughter is the best medicine out there i think yeah so now you said it took you guys about 14 years to learn to, you know, kind of let each other do their own thing and how to get along. So if you were to talk to a band right now that's starting out and they're in the throes of, you know, fist fights and <laughs> arguing over creative decisions, what would your advice be to them right now? Well, I would say if you're in the middle of something heated, if you think it's going to bother you in six months, then keep going down that path. If you think that you're just not going to care and think the whole thing was stupid in six months, then just let it go. Okay. Mm. (laughs) That's good. That's probably good for any relationship, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ryan, we want to thank you so much for joining the show. It's so cool to hear about the inner workings of Sister Hazel, how you guys have managed to stay creative and relevant over the years. And thanks for spending time with us. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Well, that was Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. You guys, wasn't it so good to hear the behind the scenes of Sister Hazel, how they get along and resolve their differences. We hope you can take some things from this interview and apply it to your life. Up next, Tina Davis, music business mogul, telling you all about the show, the next big thing, who will choose the next big hip hop or R&B star, right here on the Mulberry Link Show. Taking you to break with the Sister Hazel hit, Change Your Mind. Rachel here. Just want to give you a personal invitation to get in on more sister fun music and highlights from the radio show. You can head on over to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Mulberry Lane Show. We love having you here and we'd love to meet you over there for more positivity, creativity, and true connection. You've got it dialed in right here on The Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. So if you've ever wondered what it takes to be an artist today, there's no better person to get advice from than Tina Davis. Now she's a music executive extraordinaire who's seen all sides of the entertainment industry. She's currently head of A&R at Empire Records and founder of Phase 2 Management Company. And as a judge on the new BET series, The Next Big Thing, she knows exactly what she's looking for and what it takes to be an artist today. And she's willing to spill the beans for you right here. (laughs) 
Welcome, welcome to the show, Tina Davis. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the show. Okay. Let's first talk about the BET series, The Next Big Thing. What can we expect? Well, you know, the industry right now is a different industry than when you were stars and when I started. People are able to become famous. Consumers can consume music on several different platforms. But the thing that is missing is artist development. Uh-huh. And this show takes artists and run them through a rigorous boot camp that teaches vocal technique, media training, social presence, okay. as well as creating content. Uh, it removes the smoke and mirrors. A lot of people don't know what it takes to become a superstar and to become a complete entertainer. So really, it's kind of pulling back the curtain on everything that you know an artist needs to be able to do the way the industry is now. Yes, I think a lot of people think glitz and glam and they get to smile, take pictures and just sing, but they don't realize it's really a job. Yes. And you're almost an athlete up there on the stage because you're thinking of, okay, I got to sing this from my diaphragm. I need to make sure that I'm standing tall. Okay, I need to have stamina to be able to walk back and forth from each side of the stage or entertain if it's an up-tempo and I have everyone with their hands up. I got to be able to entertain thousands and hopefully millions of people and it's really hard Uh, so you think that you know as people watch this they will kind of get an idea of the amount of work and the amount of dedication and kind of the 24 7 nature of this business yeah and you know yes (laughs) as you said you have a song you have to run your own race and this is running your own race yes you are competing against yourself uh-huh. So now you bringing in people that will mentor the contestants. Yes. So talk about who's being brought in and kind of the things that we'll see. For instance, we have little Kim who's going on showmanship. She's wow. talking about showmanship. We have Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, who's coming in and talking about how to structure a song and how to maybe even clean up your rap. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, clean versions and having mainstream. Right. We have Van Lathan from TMZ that comes in and teaches them about media training and how to conduct a good interview. Okay. So many times you'll do an interview and you have one-word answers and no one can learn who you are through a one-word answer. Right. <laughs> we so have true. vocal technique. A lot of people don't realize that your vocal cord is an instrument and you have to care for it and mm-hmm. nurture it and you can't abuse it or you won't be able to continue doing what you do. And stamina, to be able to perform 10 songs or 7 songs or even 5 songs in a night and being able to hold a conversation and engage your fans, you have to have stamina so you're not huffing and puffing while you're talking. (laughs) Even though this show is for R&B and and hip-hop, these tools are not genre-specific. All Uh genres need our development. It doesn't matter. Uh I have to give it to these kids, though, Today, I, you can't blame them for not having artist development because it has been stopped for years. Right. So, therefore, they don't even know that they need it. And the money just isn't there for it. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But this can show you how to do it without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. It gives mm-hmm. you a few things that can help you. And if at each season, you'll learn more and more and more. And, and honestly, by the end of the season, if you apply everything every single day, you will see the difference in your showmanship and your performance. Talking all about what it takes to be an artist today. Hope you're taking some notes here with Tina Davis on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now let's talk about you as a woman in music. And you've been on all sides of the entertainment industry. So can you talk about your path and your passion? 
Well, you know, when I was a young girl and I used to sing, and I realized that I really couldn't hold a note, <laughs> so I said, oh, I better become an executive or something. Okay. So I worked at a publishing company for a year, then worked for Def Jam for 10 years and was the head of A&R. And one of the first records I found was Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It. Mm -hmm. wow. From there, I went on to discover Neo and signed him to Def Jam before I left. Okay. Then I found Chris Brown, wow. did artist development and directed and worked with him for 12 years. Okay. And shortly after, ended up working for Empire. And I'm okay. here now. That's quite a track record. And through all that, I'm sure there's been ups and downs in your career. So, you know, what has been the key to being able to recognize that it factor in others? Um, I think the key is for being able to see a diamond in the rough. Because uh -huh. a lot of times, artists come and they're not necessarily always a shiny diamond, you know? Uh -huh. They're not always a superstar. They're not a superstar when they walk up to you. It takes an A&R person to be able to see that within them. Uh -huh. Being able to know, okay, this artist, once I shine this up a little bit, <laughs> it's going to be something that the world would love to look at. Uh -huh. And what is the raw material that you see that you know, okay, this has the potential to go somewhere? You know what? It's funny that you asked that. I signed an artist off of Instagram before. Wow. And they, never, they had never put out a song. And part of it is because the showmanship in which they saying on their Instagram, okay. their facial expressions, uh -huh. the way that they performed just the songs that they were singing, it might not have even been their song, uh -huh. but their showmanship showed me that they had talent. And sure enough, when I put them in the booth for the first time, they gave me hit. Okay. Wow. Who was it? Her name is Anaya Lamise. So now, if you had to give advice to somebody, you know, who is wanting to pursue a career in music, if you could boil it down to maybe one, two, or three things that would be very important for a successful career. Okay, so one thing is that you have to want it more than anyone else that's around. The second thing is you have to treat it like a job. Nine to five, you know, you have to go in. If you work for somebody, you have to go in every day. Mm -hmm. You can't call in sick when you're an artist. Mm -hmm. There's no uh, days off. The weekends, those are the days that you do shows. So right. those are the days that you have to work as well. So you have to really, really, truly want it if you're really trying to be the next big thing. Okay. And another thing would be always work on being better. Always right. study your, the history of the music that you're in. Mm. You may not feel like it's necessary, but you will be pulling from that for the rest of your life to reinvent yourself. And that's advice you don't hear very often. Research <laughs> your craft, really. Yes, yes. <sighs> Okay, well, Tina, this has been an awesome conversation. Tune in to The Next Big Thing Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Central on BET to see you, Tina Davis, in action and get some really good artist development tips every week. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> you too, Tina. Mm, such good information from Tina Davis. You can apply this to any place in your life. Well, friends, it's time for our favorite part of the show. This is Show Notes. Show Notes is when your radio sisters handpick the best pieces of advice from each guest for you to put into your life. Yes, go for it. So our first guest today was Melissa Etheridge. And Melissa said that she discovered that what keeps her inspired is being in spirit about something, learning how to be in connection with something she's looking at, a rhythm, a thought, a phrase, a story, a color, or maybe it's someone else. Whatever is moving her and placing her in that spirit, she takes that feeling and brings it back into reality with words and music through song. 
And as long as she can stay in that state herself, then she can create. Now we asked Melissa, how do you get in that state? She stays faded by design. (laughs) That's what she said. And if you heard the interview, you know what she means. So guys, find inspiration in the little things around you. Pull the essence of what it is into your project or whatever you're working on. Don't be afraid to put it out in the world. That's the most important step. Then you guys heard from Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. Now he says, this might sound ridiculous, but one of the most important things that has gotten them through the ups and downs of their career is their sense of humor. He says it's important to laugh your way through all sorts of things, the good, the bad, and the ugly. 100%. And Ryan also said, whatever relationship you're in, whether it's a personal relationship or a work relationship, here's a surefire way to get through some of those roadblocks. If you're in the middle of a heated debate, think about whether this thing is going to bother you in six months. He said, if it's still going to bother you in six months, keep down that path of debating and fighting. But he says, if you think you're not going to care and the whole thing is stupid in six months, just let it go. (laughs) Very sage advice right there. Oh yeah. (laughs) We've been there sisters. Absolutely. Okay. Finally, you heard from Tina Davis, music executive about the three things you need for success, no matter what you do. First, she says you have to want it more than anyone else. Second, you really have to treat whatever it is like a job. You can't call in sick. There are no days off. You got to keep working at that passion, no matter what it is. And finally, she says, always work on being better. For example, studying the history of the genre of music you do or researching your craft. And that's what you tap into to reinvent yourself throughout your career. So a trifecta of tips to bring into your life. Put your head down and go for it. I like the sound of that, Rachel. (laughs) All right, sisters. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. We are so happy you hang out with us every weekend. We love our time with you. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, do your best to take care and have a creative day. That's a wrap. Baby, take a breath. Just say yeah.